2: At 2.30 on the nose. Good to have you with us. Jason Fitz coming up from Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio in just a flash on all that we've been talking about. But here is the special announcement. It's awesome. You guys are going to be really fired up, I think, about this. We have an event coming up on Friday, February the 2nd at 8 o'clock at the Bethesda Theater in Maryland. It's 106.7 The Fan versus... Team 980 Live. That's right. What will the commanders do in free agency? Who will they select with the number two overall draft pick? Our reaction, of course, to the head coach and general manager. Super Bowl. Who will win Super Bowl 58 in Vegas, baby? And it's all off the air, not on the radio. It's on stage. And guess what? The best part? We get to curse. It's uncensored. (gasps) Woo! It's Uncensored. It features the sports junkies, Grant and Danny B. Mitch and Finley, Kevin Sheehan, myself, Craig Hoffman, the boys from Season, and more. Get your tickets today at dot Bethesdatheater.com. And you will be hearing, of course, about this a lot over the next couple of weeks. Come out and join us on a Friday night. Everybody can let loose and have some fun. And uh, we can... Uh, Again, we can curse at each other, which is the best part. All right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, joining us now uh, is a, a guy that I've had a, a lot of admiration for. He's uh, an amazing talent, both in the sports media field uh, and as a musician. Uh, got to um, run into him, I don't know, uh, 10, 11 years ago, somewhere uh, in that range. And he's just made uh, an unbelievable career for himself in, a com- uh, again, a couple of different genres. Uh, he's Jason Fitz, and he's from Yahoo Sports and as well, Fox Sports Radio. You can occasionally hear him uh, here on the Team 980 through Fox Sports Radio. You can read and watch his videos and his coverage of both college football and the NFL on Yahoo Sports, and you can follow him on Twitter slash X at Jason Fitz with an Z at the end. And Jason is with us on the Bet QL Guest Hotline. My friend, it's been way too long since we've been able to hook up. Congratulations on all your success, and how are you?
1: Man, I'm great, and by the way, like letting everybody curse at each other. That yep. feels like, like, if you ever put Ola Jr. And I together in a room and let us actually let loose. I, I feel like people, it'd be one of those shell shocked moments where everybody's face would look like Christmas story after the tire <laughs> incident. Like there'd be, there'd be bars of soap. Everybody would like, it is a very true story that when I'm not on air, I, like I learned from my mom, my mom has like the worst mouth you've ever met in, in anybody in history. Also one of the smartest women I've ever met in my life. But she's brilliant. But she just always says the F word, always has. And when I first started doing TV and and radio at the time for ESPN, the number of my friends from the music business were like, dude, they can't put a microphone in front of you. It is a it is a glorious miracle that I've never macka in front of a mic. So, you know I you know I, I got to respect it if you guys get to curse at each other I'm all
2: into it and, and it's really hard to turn that like like how hard is it in our personal lives where again I don't curse all the time but I'm I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I never curse of course I curse uh, but how hard is it to turn that button off and like I mean I can't say that I've never said a word that I shouldn't say uh, on the radio and it had to be beeped or it had to be delayed dumped and whatever it's really hard people don't realize that how difficult that is for us. I think it's just a like, it's my, my actual gift. My gift is not music
1: or gab. My gift is that I can turn off the uh, off and on the PG thirteen rating because uh, you, you it's amazing. Like, I'll go to commercial and I'll be mother effing everybody because it's just <laughs> part of how I speak conversationally. And then all of a sudden the light comes on. It's like, all right, we are back to professionals. I am really, uh, like, I have a better to be lucky than good, I think, my friend.
2: That's great. My guy Jason Fitz is with us. Again, check him out on Yahoo Sports and as well Fox Sports Radio. Uh and you can of course occasionally hear that uh here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Um, all right, so let's uh oh boy, let's get to this. There's nothing to talk about, by the way. Yeah, um nothing's happened. You you were at the national championship game in Houston on Monday night. Let's start there. Uh, Michigan obviously running down the throat of Washington in the first quarter. In the fourth quarter, they win. Is that Jim Harbaugh's last game at Michigan in your eyes?
1: No. and I'm, I think I'm the only person that thinks this. I, I, I really was. I, I got the chance to spend a bunch of time with the players, uh, some good time with Harbaugh at the, in Houston over the course of four days. And here's the thing that's, that I think we're sleeping on. Let's say the Washington Commanders want to offer Harbaugh a deal. Uh, right now, going right in the NFL for the top tier of a coach would be about 15 million a year. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a six-year deal, so you're looking at 90 million dollars. I have one person that I think is really locked into Michigan. Tell me that the current offer on the table for Michigan is 10 years, 140. So I ask you would you leave 50 million dollars on the table and uproot your family because i think that's the part of it that we're forgetting like this if you include bonus structures i've heard the deal could go up to 150 million nobody in the nfl can touch that price point it just breaks the market so i think the money doesn't make sense and the other part of it is uh, you know repeatedly i've been told that he could be facing a substantial suspension next year because of the NCAA. But what really stunned me is when I talk to the Michigan players and the Michigan administration and the Michigan fans, they don't hold any of that against him. In fact, he's become a martyr. It's made him more of a god to the people he's around every day. So for somebody that I think is a little quirky and likes being the most you know, interesting person in the room – the fact is I couldn't find a single Michigan player that would say anything other than it's us against the world and the world tried to rob us of our coach. And how dare they do that while, while we're on a flight to Penn state, nobody was looking at it saying, ah, man, we shouldn't have put ourselves in this situation. Like that's not even part of it. Every single player person, fan administrator was looking at it saying the NCAA is out to get us mm-hmm. and, and we're going to take him down. I think he's become more of a God through the scandal. And he's going to make more
2: money. So I think he stays in Michigan. I mean, I totally get all of that. I guess I would just wonder if if you're him and you've now brought Michigan back to the mountaintop, why would you want to keep dealing with all of that nonsense? Or what he feels is nonsense. You know, where you're suspended. He was suspended, Jason, as you know, six games this year. Why would yeah. you want to keep dealing with that? Plus NIL, plus the transfer portal, and everything that college football has become for all the wrong things, too. But the other side of it is, Who's a bigger... Right now,
1: I would argue the, the most consequential thing that we've seen in the last 72 hours mm. is the biggest brand associated to any sport has retired. Nick Saban yep. leaving Alabama. Like, look at what happened to Duke when Coach K left. Like, Roy Williams loses, leaves. Look what happens to North Carolina. Like, in college sports, when great brands leave, the entire sport takes a hit. I, I, I would counter all of this saying, as much as there's grief and aggravation, who's the biggest coach right now in all mm. of college football uh, it's jim harbaugh yeah like the, May, the you're, the
2: you're saying basically college football league. needs him
1: yeah he he becomes a, a even more like in in the nfl he's got to take on yeah. his own brother also he's got to take on andy reed he's got to take on uh brands all over the place that, that are sort of more established in college football he's not a dude he is z dude right. the entire market will fluctuate so i think Ego gets fed in that process,
2: too. No, that's a great point. Jason Fitz with us, Yahoo Sports and, as well, Fox Sports, a radio host. Uh, and, oh, by the way, a Grammy award-winning musician. We told you about this earlier in the hour. If you didn't believe me, right, you won Grammys? Is that right? Yeah, 13
1: nominations, yeah. one win. Uh, You know, uh, ironically, you know, most of my career was spent uh, playing with the Bam Perry, but <laughs> a lot of people don't realize this. The Van Perry, when they won the Song of the Year that year, uh, that was actually recording i wasn't on Glenn Campbell's fiddle player mm. was on it because it was a Glenn Campbell tribute so they beat me in a year mm. uh, like they, i lost to my own band in a year <laughs> there because i was nominated on a brandy uh brandy clark record that year i was nominated against the band. i was rooting against my own band i wanted the grammy uh, yeah the grammy actually came from a michael w smith record years ago but yeah i 13 grammy nominations.
0: worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impression Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. one win that's just incredible I mean uh, just a world uh, wind of stories uh it, it, no doubt about it um, and I didn't even know that so I'm glad I'm glad you told that story all right uh, let's get to Nick Saban, uh, because that seemingly rocked everybody's world nobody was really expecting that uh, yesterday a um what do you make of it? And B, who do you think replaces him at Alabama and now that it seems like Dan Lanning is is staying at Oregon based on what he said on social media and uh, even just recently uh, in, in an interview, I think on McAfee Show.
1: Yeah, well, and he put up a. They put up a video, mm-hmm. uh, the hype video on, on yep. Twitter X right now is fire from yeah. Oregon. So, oh yeah, you know, Dan that They must have backed up three or four Brinks trucks to keep him there. Uh, but uh, look, look, realistically, nobody saw this coming. Uh, and it, it creates massive chaos for the sport and it creates chaos in the transfer portal creates chaos all across the board. Who's coming becomes a really interesting question because think about it. It opens the 30 day transfer portal now that he is left. So all the players have 30 days to transfer, but I think what we're not talking enough about is let's say Sarkisian takes the job, leaves Texas. That would then open the 30 day transfer portal for Texas. Mm-hmm. And by the way, one of the biggest jobs in the country would be open. So like the trickle down effect of mm. the transfer portal and all of this, is, I think, substantial for college football. That being said, the the name that still makes the most sense to me is Lane Kiffin. I, I mean, I just think, honestly, he's the most gettable. Uh, he's not going to just use it for contract valuation. He's somebody that, even though it has been prickly at times, he keeps the relevance for Alabama. I, I just, man, I wonder in the constant uh, landscape, because I think we can have two things be true at once. I think the name image likeness, transfer portal, has actually been great for college football moving forward. I also think if you're saving, it's exhausting and you don't want to deal with it. I had one coach on a prominent program tell me this season that he walked into the a living room, he gave an entire spiel about everything that was great and what they love about the player and everything. The, the family didn't even respond, and then the dad just looked at him and said, "How much does he make it?" So like, I, I think if you're saving and you go in and say, you know, I can offer you an NFL track and great development and all these different things. And a dad looks at you and says, "All right, but what's the money look like?" There's this point where it's like, "Man, I'm gonna take my hundred million dollars and go play with my grandkids, mm. right?" Like, mm-hmm. so I, I do think it can wear a coach out. I still think it's good for the sport. Both can be true. So Saban walks away, and now all of a sudden, with Landing out of the picture, I particularly I, I just continue to look at it more and more and say most of the big names are going to be using it for a raise. I think you know James Franklin would be somebody that would probably be willing to leap. Lane Kiffin will be willing to leap, uh, but it's going to take somebody. It's comfortable with with what Alabama is and very comfortable in their own skin because you cannot replace a legend without some level of security and I am who I am and I'm happy with it. That's more why I continue to think Lane, who doesn't care what anybody thinks about anything, is actually a smart fit
2: there. All right, let me ask it to you this way, uh, and maybe it's just my wackadoo brain, and I'm free willing to admit that. I I try and think independently. I try and think out of the box. I haven't talked to anybody about this. Is there any chance – that Nick Saban wants to erase the one and only blemish on his resume which is the NFL and he wants to come back to the NFL and coach again in the NFL as opposed to college football.
1: Uh, the only because I love that I hadn't thought about it. The only immediate thought that I have though is like if you're Saban and I'm just guessing, I haven't cleared this with anybody, but I'm guessing if he wanted to go to one of the major networks to talk mm-hmm. about football, mm-hmm. he's probably going to make 10 to 15 million dollars a year yeah. doing it. Strangely. Yeah. So that's the same he would make the coach in the NFL. Is it worth uprooting everything to go to the NFL that he didn't really like when he can make all that TV money? Like, I just, I think he's just tired of all of it. And, and this, like it's funny, too, because I've had the chance to interview him a bunch over the last five years. He's become so much more likable over the last five years. I think there's a part of him that is just sort of relaxed and realized, hey, man, life's pretty good. Like, if that's the version of him we're getting, the life's pretty good version, I think he's headed to game day or, you know, big noon or one of those mm-hmm. college football shows. And, you know, he'll keep doing hits on shows like McAfee and, and just go out and, and be sort of a rock star through the last, you know, 15, 20 years of his life while he just sits back and he's a golden God.
2: Yeah. The only reason why I, I kind of ask that is besides, the again, that being the one staying on his resume but also, you know, like, I'm reading all sorts of things. You know, what he told his players is one thing. But also, like, he's interviewing assistant coaches for vacancies yesterday morning, and then he suddenly retires at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. He's back at the facility early this morning. Like, I don't know if he was just cleaning out his office or if he – I mean, it just doesn't. something is not sitting right here. And I just wonder with, um, you know, all that's going on. A- anyway, listen, uh, Belichick and <laughs> – I mean, I've, there's so many s- stories here – Where do you think Belichick winds up now that it's over in New England?
1: Uh, Honestly, I just was talking to one of my Yahoo colleagues that's writing an article, and he asked my opinion. He's polling a bunch of us that work for Yahoo. And my immediate answer, not because I'm talking to you, is Washington. I think the the place that would absolutely make the most sense is the commanders because he's going to go somewhere that has money to spend. He would go somewhere that has the number two pick in the draft, but still lets him get a quarterback. And he knows in today's world he has a quarterback – he has a chance to win. He goes to an ownership group that is going to spend the money because, frankly, they know right now what they need to do is cement to their fan base that they are here to make a legitimate chance at winning, and they're here to make a statement that they are not the same Washington team of old. So if I was a new ownership group and I needed to, to go in and just pay somebody life-changing lottery money to move my franchise around, am I going to roll the dice on somebody that may or may not be a great coach, or am I going to go out and get the greatest of all time and then sell to my fan base? Look. This is how you know we're legit. It's how you know we're serious. We brought in, you know, the, one of the most respected NBA people in the world to look at leadership. And now we're bringing in the most respected NFL coach in history. We are not Dan Snyder's team. We are a respected franchise. It would buy them immediate legitimacy, even if it doesn't buy them wins. And it's a good situation for him because he has money. He has a talented roster on the offensive side of the ball. He can get a quarterback there's some wiggle room in the roster. So I think Washington is a perfect fit.
2: You know, you just made yourself public enemy number one around here,
1: right? Well, I mean, I just, y'all don't want him. Like we really think we don't want that. That's that's the kicker. I,
2: I, I'm fine with like talking to him. I mean, I personally wouldn't hire him and give him full control and all that stuff, but I mean, it's the, you know, I mean, if he's not the greatest head coach of all time, because in deference to the late Don Shula, I mean, he's, he's right there. He's 1A, right? I mean, and everybody seems to think it's just about Tom Brady and just about the last two years. And, you know, they, they hate coaches that fold their arms like Ron Rivera did and that are grumpy in press conferences. He's the greatest of all time. you yeah,
1: know. And, look, he's a terrible GM. But all indications were over the last week, the conversations in New England, he was willing to give up roster control. Yeah. They just couldn't agree on what the roster looked like. So now if you're telling me he's already willing to give up roster control, which, by the way, I think he would have to give up anywhere he goes. I think he would have to have somebody that comes in that is sort of his 1A, that that you know is he, going to execute a plan, right. but somebody that has roster control. If he's doing that anywhere, I, I think that's already a caveat. So now I'm getting an even better coach because he's not worried about the roster. I, I think we're going to see a big old New England reunion somewhere. Josh McDaniels is going to be his offensive coordinator. He'll come in. He'll find one of those big guys that he likes to be his defensive coordinator. They'll actually come in and, and do the work. Like, I, 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 look, I've asked you, like, do you really trust one of these coordinators above them? This is the manning. And, and I did this the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson, as coach. At that time, I went back and I looked at every year. I think it was a 10-year period while I was working at ESPN. But I used Peterson's year as the perfect example of it. I looked at the rankings of the head coaches. And the year that Peterson was hired by the Eagles, he was ranked by ESPN as the worst hire of the entire cycle. And what was substantial to me is that when he went to the Super Bowl, he was the only coach left that still had a job from that hiring cycle. So for everybody that thinks, oh, my God, we're going to go out and we're going to get the guy. Everybody thought Robert Sala was the guy. Everybody thinks these coordinators turn around and make great coaches, and sometimes they do. But I think we forget what a wild crapshoot it is just trying to figure out if an offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. who has no head coaching experience can be a great head coach. It's a totally different job. And it fails more often than it works. So if I can get the greatest of all time, even if his basketball isn't what his basketball used to be, at least I know that he can coach. None of us know if – any of these offensive coordinators we're, we're coveting can actually be the guy on the sideline.
2: I'm so with you, man. I, you know, like I talk about this stuff, obviously, all day and I have for months when we we knew like things were not going in the right way. And, you know, I, I'm a more defensive and run first guy and whatever, and people make fun of me about that. And, and listen, this is somebody, you know, I worked every day for four years with Mike and Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay for even longer than that. And uh, And Mike McDaniel, I mean, I have been drinking with these guys I've been you know, socializing. I love them all. They're all great, but not everyone is them. Arthur Smith did not work out, and he was the bell of the ball three years ago, right? And that's just one example. Sometimes experience does actually matter.
1: Yeah, and experience doing that job, and it's such a different – that's why you're seeing guys like Raheem Morris get second interviews. Yep. Dan Quinn is going to be a hot candidate. And I think there's something to it. I talked to one coach that – uh, was with multiple teams in the NFL, former head coach, one time I asked him what the biggest difference is. And he said, the first time you get the gig, you don't know what's supposed to be important. So you wake up one day and you're you're obsessing over whether or not you have the right travel schedule, or you're obsessing on whether or not the toilet paper is the right brand of toilet paper. You're obsessing over the lunch menu. And is the, is the team really happy? And you start obsessing over all this minutia that means nothing. And it takes you away from focusing on what you need to be good at. And a lot of times, second time head coaches come in with a better understanding of, oh man, I need to learn how to delegate. I know what really matters. I I know how to handle this job. I just, I think there is something real to that. I don't like the concept of retread when you can actually have the concept of like, Hey, maybe this person has learned and evolved and is better in a second situation, right? Like y'all just dealt with that in DC yep. around Rivera. Yep. I think Rivera for a second time head coach with what he was up against. I think he did a good job of, Keeping the, the boat afloat. Is well, he well I, I you know the problem the
2: problem with Ron is they gave him too much control which if you're saying hey you would be open you of know, to to then what the of that control then what the hell else could you be looking for you know except if you are just anti dinosaur like age and you just put an age restriction on people and just say well I, my head coach can't be you know more than forty five or fifty years older or or. Uh, whatever. Jason Fitz is with us from Yahoo Sports uh, and as well, Fox Sports Radio. You've seen and heard him on ESPN. Uh, of course, Grammy-winning, uh, award-winning musician as well. In an earlier part of his life, you can follow him on Twitter slash X at Jason Fitz. Uh, Fitz with a Z at the end, and we just obviously put up uh, you know the quote that is going to circulate around, <laughs> uh, which is going to get you many friends, uh, I'm telling you, about your thoughts on Belichick. But I, I don't talk Totally disagree with you in any way, shape, or form. All right, let me get um, this in for you uh, before we run out of time, and I appreciate you being with us. Pete Carroll, um, I, I, I can't say shocked, but I was surprised. Do you – I mean, Pete was fired. Do you think he goes elsewhere, or do you think he's going to stay in this little advisor role or whatever they announced?
1: I, I think the shocking part of it is that he announced the advisor role instead of just letting it play out. And then he also made it clear that he still wanted to be the coach of the team. So to me, no, I don't think he's going anywhere, but I also think this is a disaster for the Seahawks because now you're going to bring somebody else in like, all right. So you want to tell me, I'll go back to my music days. You want to tell me I'm sitting on the side of the stage one night. And they're like, Hey man, we don't want you to play fiddle anymore. We're bringing in another guy to play fiddle. You could just stand here and make sure that he's doing it the right way. Like, you think that's going to be healthy for anybody involved? Does the fiddle player want to listen to my input? And I'm going to be standing there on the side of the stage the whole time, saying, "Just give me the damn thing! Like, just walk away. Give me that. I will take care of it." Like, I think that's that's a disaster waiting to happen, and that's too many egos, too many chefs in the Kitchen at that point. So, I think what would be best for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks is to make a clean break. You can't. You can't divorce somebody and then keep living in a house with mm-hmm. them and think that it's going to be a constructive relationship for anybody when they start dating, and that's exactly what's about to happen. I'm, I'm right, right there
2: off. with so you. All right. Let, back. Last 30, 45 seconds. I've kept you too long, but you're awesome, and I appreciate you, and we have to have you on uh, on a much more regular basis. Uh, the best playoff game in your eyes is, is it automatically the Rams-Detroit, or is there another game that juices you up? Yeah, no, it's
1: Rams-Detroit, but that's only because the NFL absolutely jobbed over the Dolphins by putting that game mm. in Kansas City at night. Yeah. Like, how do you have all these other games inside a dome, and you put the game that you know <laughs> is going to be cold because it's Kansas City against a warm-weather team at night on Peacock? Otherwise, we'd all be flocking to the Dolphins. Like, if Dolphins-Chiefs were in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. it would be a better game. So, yeah, it's it's Rams-Lions, no doubt. and. Uh, by the way, I think the Rams are going to win that football. I don't trust Goff not to make
2: some mistakes. He's made too many lately. My guy. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, can you come back on with us real soon again? Anytime, anything for you. You know that, my friend. It's been too long. You are awesome. Uh, appreciate you. Big fan of your work and uh, you're kicking ass and taking names. Uh, and um, uh, anytime you're free, we would love to have you. Jason Fitz from Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio with us here on the BetQL guest hotline. Thanks again, Jason. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate right. you. That is uh, a great spot. And, of course, uh, you can check that out on the Odyssey Rewind. So, again, we told you at the beginning of the Jason Fitz interview, right after 2.30, a really cool event coming up. Uh Very soon, Friday, February the 2nd, 8 o'clock at the Bethesda Theater. It's 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 Live. What will the Commanders do in free agency? Who will they select number two overall? It's all off air, on stage, and... Uncensored, featuring all the talent, uh, everybody from here at Team 980, Sheehan, Hoffman, myself, uh, B. Mitch and Finley, Grant and Danny, the sports junkies, will all be there at the Bethesda Theater. Get your tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. That's BethesdaTheater.com. And it's all brought to you by our friends at M Street Bank, that's right Bank. Uh, put their team in your office Visit mstreetbank.com For more information Cheer local, bank local At mstreetbank Back in a flash On the Team 980 in the Odyssey app
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day Brought to you by T-Mobile You can count on T-Mobile To help you stay connected On America's largest 5G network